Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball with me again. Third Coast Tom, what's up, buddy? I'm good, sir. How are you doing this weekend? I'm good. Overall, I had a good weekend and uh, not to to spoil things, but I kind of thought we were going to talk about a blowout today. I didn't know we we're going to have all that drama at the end of the game today. <laughs> Yeah, apparently there just wasn't enough excitement on a Sunday. We needed to add a little something, something to it. So it seems like uh, we almost lost this series. Not not really that we almost did, but it seems like they had two guys. And if we would have lost the series, it would feel like we got beat by two guys. It's funny because it's like that, but I feel like when people play the Astros, they get beat by the same two guys as well. And usually they're uh, former Astros. Oh, I know. That makes it the worst. Although I don't, nothing's really happened from uh, from Toro this year. I don't. I don't even think he's even played when we play Seattle. If he if we if he has, we haven't. He hasn't done any. We'll find out Monday. Absolutely. All right. So before we get started, let's drop some news. We had some big, huge news, and I'm very happy that the Astros did this. But they gave Jordan a contract extension, six years. 115 million, which I thought that was kind of low, but when you figure in it's three years of arbitration and then three years of free agency, not a bad deal because he's he'd make more he's gonna make more money these next three years than he would have. Yeah, I agree. Uh in talking to some friends of mine, they say that, that was a very similar deal that uh Jose Ramirez got when he uh signed his first big deal or you know larger than arbitration, whatever. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. I think it's great. I think $19 million annually uh, over the life of the contract is a really bargain, like, like team friendly deal. Really excited. They went ahead and got that done because, you know, we're kind of concerned after, you know, Springer leaving town and then Correa leaving town. You really can't afford to just let everybody leave town. So I'm glad they locked somebody down for a long-term deal. You were saying concerned. And when you said that, I was thinking, that you were going to bring up how Jordan had issues with his knees the first couple of seasons, but it seems like that's all taken care of. And I'm pretty happy. If you want to break the contract down next year, he'll get seven, then he'll get 10, then he'll get 15 million. And then another 15 and then the last two years, 26. And I don't know how that works out with who's going to be left, who's going to be getting paid, but very good move because this dude and let me ask you this. Did you see somebody put out who the all-stars would be right now and Jordan wasn't the DH? <laughs> There's no way. There's a lot of bias out there. They don't want to see an Astros uniform anywhere. It doesn't matter. Like, like, like if you to take that and like blank it out and then put the numbers, you know, he's absolutely an all-star. But yeah, I saw that. I, I don't understand 
how they they had there. they had Altuve at second base. So it can't it, it can't all be that. Yeah, I mean, I, who else would who else would you put in front of him though? I have no idea. So there you go. He's the best. He he, he hits. Not that he's a big dude, but he hits like he's not a second baseman. So he always has better stats than other second basemen. But let's look at this. We could have a couple new faces joining the team soon. Jake Myers and Taylor Jones rehabbing in Sugarland. They didn't play yesterday. I don't know about today, but Myers went 0 for 4, and Taylor Jones had a home run his uh, first at bat. So I'm pretty. You, you think either one of these guys are going to make an impact? And if we do get Jake Myers back, they're going to have to do something. Siri or McCormick, one of them's going to have to go. It's going to be really interesting. It's it's really going to be, I, I guess, what Dusty's feeling. Right? That's the way he's operated like all season long. You know, he's not really been like on one guy too much. He's he's platooned those guys consistently. So I can't see Jake not getting some run. I mean, he was a big Jake Myers guy, you know, before he got hurt. So I don't know. Can you can you carry, you know, what, what would that be? Like seven outfielders or something like that? Something crazy. So I don't know. Yeah. And Taylor Jones, too. I mean, a lot of people give Yuli Gurriel a lot of uh, negative comments, but Taylor Jones can play first. And his third stint with the Astros last year, he was hitting over 300 driving in a ton of runs, and then COVID hit. We got Marwin, and he never made his way back uh, to the Astros. He's been injured all year, so let's see what happens. And then Blake Taylor injured his finger in uh, one of the games this week. I think it was Friday. And Mashinsky is back, and that dude was tearing it up down there in Sugarland. He's really good. He's really talented. Also a, a dusty guy, right? He's – he's uh a big fan of his. So I believe that as long as Blake's out, uh Mishinsky's gonna stay up, which so far I think is great. You know, he's he's been really solid, you know, pitching for the big club. All right. So we're gonna talk about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's game versus the Royals. And also later in the show, stick around. We have five new Farrah fouls for you. All right, let's talk about Friday. We had Jose Arquiti. Which, if you look at the pitching matchups and you think, okay, we may drop one of these games, it, it could probably be this one because Jose Arquiti's been bad on the road, but he actually did pretty good. And uh, someone that did good on Friday was Diaz taking advantage of a start. Uh, he led everything off with a two run homer in the second inning, brought in Jordan. And then he uh, had an RBI single on the top of the fourth, brought in Yuli, and we're up three to zero. And then remember when we talked about this, Martin Maldonado hardly ever gets hits, but when he does, they're meaningful and something happens. He had a two-run homer, made a five to zero. What do you think about that? I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a cheapie either. He took him dead center. So Maldi definitely got all of that one. Uh huge stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, this team's had a problem scoring runs all season long. Four is the magic number. They get to four, they're 23 or 24 and one. So for Maldi to do that, along with what Diaz did already, you just felt really confident about them going to get that win. Alvarez added a two-run homer of his own, make it 7-0. to zero. Uh, We had the bases loaded. Altuve walked 8 to nothing. Brantley RBI single 9-0. to Yuli walked with the bases loaded. Martin Maldonado scored. 
The Astros were up 10 to 0. And then Bobby Witt Jr., a three run homer in the bottom of the sixth, made it 10 to 3. And that was the final score up till then. Jose Arquiti had a shutout going. He ended up with six innings, five hits, and three runs, only one walk, which is very impressive. Six strikeouts, and he's five and two on the year. He probably has the worst ERA out of all the starters, and he's he's five and two. How crazy is that? They interviewed him post game, and they asked him. They said, "Do you realize they score the more runs for you than they do anybody else?" And his only answer was, "Thank God." So uh, he was uh, he was appreciative, and, and hey, I, with wins or wins, however you get them. I, I I wish it was you know we were taking care of everybody the way we take care of her kitty, but we'll take it. I'd love to see the numbers on that. I don't have the time or the patience to try, try to figure that out on my own. But uh, Taylor came in. That's when he got hurt. Mayton, Seth Martinez, two more scoreless innings. This guy's amazing. Offensively, Diaz three for five. Jordan three for five. Molly two for four, which is nuts. Yuli two for four. The Astros ten runs on fourteen hits. Kansas City three runs on six hits. And what usually happens, buddy, after the Astros score huge runs, what happens the next game? The power goes out, the lights turn off, and, you know, they take the next one off. I call it blowing your wad. That's what I call it. (laughs) That may be, you know, that might be a little bad, but I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just a nice way to put it. It's not a nice way to put it, but it's a way to put it. (laughs) And then we go, so Luis Garcia started Saturday, and here's Salvador Perez with a two-run homer. Bobby Witt, but there was no scoring till the sixth, and then there was some more scoring in the eighth. Bobby Witt Jr., an RBI single, and Perez, an RBI double. Dozier, two-run single, six to zero. Luis Garcia, he did give us seven, though, buddy. Four hits and only two runs. Unfortunately, like we said, the Astros scored 10 runs, and they couldn't score one single run, but a great outing by Luis Garcia. And then uh, Montero, his first bad outing as an Astro. Two-thirds of an inning, four hits and four runs. Not worried about him. He came in today and got, got the job done. The Astros, zero runs on five hits. Kansas City, six runs on ten hits. Kind of got what the Astros got on Friday. Brantley, two for three. Tucker, Alvarez, and Abreg. One hit each. 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. 10 left on base. What are your, do you have any thoughts on Saturday you'd like to share? I mean, the weather wasn't great. I know some, some people, you know, when it's a little mucked up, you know, the rain, you know, they don't just, they don't play well. I mean, there were opportunities were there, you know, they left 10 guys on base, but you feel bad for Luis Garcia. He pitched a good game. You know, you feel like he should have gotten a better outcome than that. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen on the road, right? You know, teams are supposed to win at home, you know, so you just kind of chalk that one up as, all right, we'll get the next one. Yeah, if you looked at the if, – if I just showed you the line from Luis Garcia, seven innings, four hits, and two runs, I guarantee you you would have said we won. I, I'd say sign that up. Sign me yeah. up for that every day. Oh, yeah. Great, great outing by Luis Garcia. Just no offense. Maybe he needs to change his name to Luis or Kitty, maybe that. <laughs> All right, so let's go to today's game, which the Astros were handling things quite well, and we talked about it at the, the beginning, but uh, it got a little exciting at the end. Dubon got a start. He started things off with a sack fly in the third, one to zero. 
Jordan scored on a wild pitch in the fourth, two to zero, and Tucker with his ninth home run of the year, three to nothing. And here we go. Sal Perez, two run homer, makes it three to two. But here comes Jordan, a home run in the eighth inning, makes it four to two. And then Perez, RBI double, brings in Witt. That's it's Perez and Witt. That's the two offensive threats they have. And it's four to three. So we go to the top of the ninth. In a, in a pretty decent game. And I'm thinking we just need one run. Just give us one insurance run. Presley comes in and closes the door. But the Astros just, they start tearing it up. Tucker had an RBI single. Yuli drove in Jordan. Payne had an RBI single. Tucker scored. We're up 7-3. to three. This game is over. And then uh, bottom of the ninth starts. The uh, Ryan Presley comes in. There's two away. I'm sure everybody watched it. Two away. Two balls and no strikes on whoever he's hitting against, whoever he's pitching against. And it was a ball inside. Timeout umps. And he ends up getting ejected. What do you think he said? And what do you what do you think about all this? So I watched the broadcast and it was Michael A. Taylor up to bat. Um, the pitch was a little inside, you know. I mean, it wasn't around his head, it was more around his waist, you know, chest area. And, you know, he just had to jump out of the box a little bit. Normal, you know, pro- probably a little tighter, but but normal stuff, right? Established inside or whatever. He's 3-0, and you know. He had went inside also with a pitch before, but yeah, I feel like that's something that, you know, wasn't like he went through the ball behind him. It wasn't like he went up around his head, you know. Probably have his, was having some command issues. I mean, he wasn't as sharp as, as you're used to seeing him. And apparently, after that pitch, the umpires got together. Vic Carapazzo, I believe, is the, the name of the umpire behind the plate. He warned both benches. And uh, Presley took exception to that, you know, because he didn't feel like he hit anybody, even though the Astros had been hit multiple times already. And that was enough for the umpire to ring him up. Yeah, the thing we left out is that Jordan got hit the inning before, and perhaps they think that that's the reason that our pitcher was trying to hit them, and it just doesn't make sense. And even Jeff Blum, he seemed pretty irate. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally stand with our guys. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where the the umpire was coming from. If we were gonna, if he was gonna retaliate, it probably would have been better to do it like, I don't know, probably the first batter. Not, yeah, not right away. Better. Yeah, exactly. Just get it out of the way. So, I, I it's it's one of those things. I, I I don't understand where where the umpire was coming from. It really threw everything off because it got crazy after that. But yeah, you know. I mean, it was a close game. The Astros blow the doors off of them in the ninth, and you think, all right, well, this is over. And I remember there's another time that I was working on the episode. And I sat down to write the notes while the game was still going on because I thought it was over. But these guys put, I believe, the tying run to the plate. And I think he walked. So they actually had the winning run at the plate. And um, Aton, he couldn't get anybody out. And uh, Montero, he came in and closed the door with a little ground out, singled out to the. I mean, I wasn't really worried that we we're going to lose, but I mean, like, they, they, Got me a little nervous. More stress than you should have for a seven to three game going into the ninth for sure. Yeah, I got notes here. It was I, I tweeted this. It was seven to three with two outs and nobody on. 
And after the altercation at the mound and Presley getting thrown out, it was seven to four with the bases loaded. That's how everything evolved after that uh, Presley incident. It's just crazy. But lost in this, Framber Valdez, another great outing, six innings, he two runs on four hits. He had five strikeouts. And Jordan Alvarez almost hit for the cycle, buddy. A single, a triple, and a home run. By far, right? The triple's the hardest one to get, and he already had it. Yeah, he had a legit shot at it. Obviously, you know, they took the bat out of his hands, but um, amazing day for him. Yep, going for that cycle, and he got hit in the ninth inning. That's That kind of sucks, and more on that later, folks. Payne, you went two for four. Tucker, two for three. Tucker's amazing. He's what did he has been wearing batting gloves all week. I mean, he had them on. He had orange ones, switched to gray ones. I'm cool with the wearing batting gloves because the, you know, I can mimic his movement and it makes my wife laugh when he has no gloves. It's get the dirt on your gloves, wipe your hands, you know, wipe the dirt off your glove and pull on your belt. You know, that's his, that's his thing, but you got to do the nose wipe too with like your shoulder, right? Like, like before you get into the box, (laughs) he's got that going on too. Yeah. He does the same thing all the time, but, Good job by Framber. Good job by Jordan. Um, I don't have this here, but do you? Is there anyone that can win player of the series besides Jordan? Not, not realistically. I mean, yeah, we could we could find somebody and say, you know, that was the key or whatever. But he just was <laughs> so strong all weekend long. The one thing I do want to point out, though, since we've kind of covered our player of the week, I I really really want to see. Jordan and Tucker, just just leave them leave them alone right there. If you want Tuck in front of Jordan or Jordan in front of Tuck, whatever you got to do, just leave those two guys alone. Dusty's been doing some weird things to the lineup. He has he has like like today for example, he had Dubon in the two hole. Don't just get that leave, at all. Just well, I think he's trying to you know protect guys or get guys better pitches, whatever the case may be. Just leave Jordan and Tuck in the middle of those like covering each other, right? Because the the ninth inning where where all the damage was done, Jordan gets hit. Tuck comes up. You got you got nowhere to put him. I guess you could have put him on third base, but he immediately ropes a single into a right field, and we're off and running. Yeah, good job by Yuli as well and Pena. So I'll tell you this foreshadowing. There's some lineup talk in the fair foul. We'll get to that later. <laughs> all right. So the Astros are 35 and 19. Oh, who's your who would you be, who would be your pitcher? I believe it's got to be Framber. He he pitched so good today. Uh, he's been pitching good all season. You know, just give me Framber. I I I love what he's doing right now. Well, it's crazy to say this in a losing effort, but I'm going with Luis Garcia. Given a seven innings, he only gave up two runs on four hits. He only had one walk. I'll I'll give it to Luis because he, he gave up that run late. Yeah, yeah. No no argument with Luis either. I just no. Yeah. It seems pretty odd. I bet that'll never happen again where the, the I'll pick a pitcher that lost his game, but he got zero <laughs> run support. I yeah. mean, Jose Arquiti got 10 runs and he got zero. And then uh, Framber gets what, set, uh, seven? Well, not initially. While he was in the game, he only had. Well, they weren't games. his, but I yeah. mean, they gave him seven runs to keep him from getting an L. Yep. True. How many runs did he have? He only got three because it was. After six innings, it's three to two. So, yeah, he didn't get anything to. 
But I'm going with Luis. We got Luis Garcia. We hey, we get to share. We shared pitchers again. <laughs> but yeah, I don't see anybody taking that award away from Jordan. Mm-hmm. So he got paid. He's two two weeks in a row or two podcasts in a row. He's our player of the series. Astros 35 and 19. Did you see what happened to the Angels? Oh man, unbelievable. Bryce Harper on an 0-2 count in the eighth inning hits a grand slam to tie the game, and then the Phillies come back and win that. Just, just they're, they're, they've got to have some bad. They got to sacrifice a chicken or something to get that juju right because they're not hurt. Normally, the argument against the Angels is they're hurt, and right now everybody's healthy and they are struggling bad. I don't remember the numbers, but they, you know their record was like twenty four and twelve, and they've only won two games since then. Or it's something really weird like that. I mean, it's they've lost so many games. Yeah, I believe they're only one game over five hundred currently. Mm. No, so, no, they, they are 500. I apologize. Oh, wow. So we're eight and a half games ahead of them. Nine. Texas has almost caught them. That's how bad they're. Yep. The Rangers, who weren't supposed to do anything, uh, they're nine behind us. Seattle's 11 and a half, and Oakland is where they should be because they have no talent, no players. <laughs> and then looking ahead, buddy, at the next series that starts tomorrow, we play the Seattle Mariners again. And we got Christian Javier against Robbie Ray, who was a Cy Young winner last year. And then we got our Cy Young winner, JV, pitching Tuesday. So that would have been a pretty good matchup. And he's he's facing Flexen. And I think that's who he might have faced last time. And then went, uh, Wednesday, Urquidy against Gonzalez. And Gonzalez, my memory, he pitched very well last time. Yeah, yeah. It was like he was flirting with a no-no, I believe, correct? I think so. The one thing I want to point out is that the Astros have done all of this. You know, they're four games out of the best record in all of baseball, and they play the most road games out of any team in baseball. You look at the Yankees, for example, they're they're the best record in baseball. They've played 30 games at home or 31 games at home, including today, where the Astros have only played 20 games at home. So something to take note of. Yeah, they lost the first two games in Seattle in this uh, road trip. And then they swept Oakland and then beat Kansas City 2-1. to You got to love to see them go to Oakland and go to Kansas City, teams they should beat and go 5-1. and um, But anyway, you ready to do some fair or foul, buddy? That was a 6-3 and three road trip. Pretty awesome. I think the, I think the Astros are in good shape. I don't, I don't have any issues or doubt that they're going to go far this year. Absolutely. Totally agree. Let's do it. All right. Fair or foul, buddy. They, they extended Jordan Alvarez. Fair or foul. The Astros, maybe not this year, but soon, will extend Kyle Tucker. Or will we lose him like Correa and Springer? No, I think it's fair. He's a little bit younger than both of those guys were when they were coming up for their contracts. I think they've already sat down and talked with him this season. So they're, they're starting to get the, the wheels turning. I, I believe there's a number that they can get to before he gets to, you know, free agency where they're, everybody's going to be happy. And knowing that they've got Jordan in place, I think that gives them more flexibility to see, okay, what can we do to, to get to where Tucker needs to be to where we can get him locked up long-term? Yeah, I say fair as well. I mean, they never tried to extend the other two guys, but, you know, pre-arbitration. They did that for Bregman. But, uh, I mean, these guys were already all-stars. 
they didn't sign Correa because Correa wanted $35 million a year. They probably didn't give Springer $30 million a year because he was, you know, injury prone or he plays the outfield. I don't know, but yeah, let's let's extend Tucker and give him a deal like we gave uh Jordan. Let's let's lock these two guys down. I say fair. All right, number two. I'd like to hear your opinion on this. And luckily we didn't talk about it earlier. The Royals hit Jordan on purpose to keep him from getting the cycle. Fair foul. I think it's fair. Ooh. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I was watching the game and the, uh, I think he hit him on the second pitch and it just, it looked like he wanted no part of him. He didn't even, he didn't want it. I clearly, you know, the announcer, the, the broadcast was talking about it. So, I kind of felt like the whole building kind of knew what was going on. They're like, ah, we're going to put this guy on. They didn't want to walk him. So he threw like a slider or something, something off speed at him. And Jordan wasn't amused at all. He just kind of looked down, kind of looked over, took his stuff off and like slowly went down to first. But I, I believe that they did throw at him to, to, to keep him in the cycle. I say foul. I don't think they hit him on purpose to do that because I don't think there's bad blood between the teams. Uh, but Jordan did look pretty disgusted. I mean, like I said earlier, he already had the triple. He could hit a home run anytime, but triples are hard to get. And he has two. Like I think he had two on this road trip. Can he? That'd be a good fair foul too. It, can he break uh, Gaddis's record of eleven? Oof. Are you asking? Are you asking? Or you want me to hold off on that? Hold off on that. All right. All right we'll all right. see. We'll see how many he has. We'll see what happens. All right. Number three. So we didn't agree on number two, folks. I, I say he didn't hit him on purpose. Number three, Bregman needs to be moved down in the lineup. And you already spoke about it. Get Tucker and Jordan together, whether Tucker bats fifth, right? Or he bats fourth. I mean, or third. Let's get them together. I was even thinking Altuve, Pena, and then... Uh, Tucker and Jordan. What what would you do? So I mean, no, Altuve Brantley. I know I was forgetting somebody. Altuve Brantley, Pena, Alvarez, and Tucker. There's that's my first five. So I like it. I, I like it a lot. You know, anything 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 with with stacking up our best bats on top of each other. Unfortunately, I feel like Dusty has this this you know thing this this plan that he has in place where he protects guys right. So he doesn't stack it up like you would see like most teams where, you know, top heavy. And then you kind of just deal with whatever you got at the bottom of the lineup. I don't see him doing it. So for me, I'm going to, I'm going to say foul. Uh, I'm not saying they will do it. I'm saying, do they need to do it? That's the question. So part of me says yes, (laughs) because, because, you know, the optics, the numbers, all that. But if you wanted to get that, that man's mind, right. You know, I, I don't think a demotion helps him, you know, so I think you leave him alone. I, I think it's actually probably better to space out, you know, these hitters, right? You don't want him batting down there with, say, Siri and Maldonado, who, you know, although Maldi's hitting right now, but in general, their numbers aren't great. So the fact that you space them out, you use Pena. I know on paper, it kind of feels funky because. There's been there's been so many times where the lineup has found them, right? Where if Pena was in that hole instead of Yuli who's struggling, now you got guys on base, chance to drive them in instead of nobody on base and Pena at bat. So I'm gonna say foul just because it's working. 
they're 34 and 19. It's not like, you know, if they were, if it was the other way around, then yeah, obviously you move them, but I'll say foul for that reason. All right. You've almost talked me into it. (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm going to say fair. I think they need to move them down and just, I don't know. I think it would do something for him. You think it will be negative impact, but I I think it would help him. I think it would take, I think it would help. So I, the only way I see him moving, and this is only because of the past experience, right? So Correa was in a similar slump and he was back at the top of the lineup and he actually went to Dusty and asked to be moved down. I think if Bregman goes in there and asks to be moved down, then maybe you see it happen. Other than that, I don't think he's going to mess with it. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say. Maybe he can say, you know what, you know, move me down to the six hole, something like that. All right. Number four. I got this from work the other day. So my boss comes in and he's like, I am so sweaty and it's a hundred degrees outside. And I asked him, is your air conditioner broke? I mean, what's going on? I don't know what I asked him. Did you ride a motorcycle? Why are you sweaty? And he said, I'd love to ride with the windows down. <laughs> and I told him when I was younger, I had a truck that had no AC and I drove around for seven or eight years sweaty and i'm never doing it again but what do you think buddy fair or foul driving with the windows down i say foul i hate it so me now in my current situation my current vehicles foul 100 there's absolutely no reason to ride with the windows down if i had like you said an older vehicle or a classic car that'd be totally different i would want i would want the windows down you know that kind of thing wind in your wind in your hair type deal but <laughs> now these days, absolutely, especially in the middle of summer, absolutely not. Windows up. I wouldn't even drive with the windows down in the fall. I, I'm st- I'm too scared the wind will tear up my headliner. But I, I don't. I have no desire to drive with the windows down at all. So I'm a sunroof guy. Uh, I have a sunroof on my Jeep. So when the weather's right, I'll I'll ride with the windows down, no problem. From let's say late May to you know. Late August, maybe early September. Ain't doing it. <laughs> All right, let's go to number five. This we may have different answers here. For me, I'll just I'll just get it out of the way. Here we go. Visors. Fair or foul. For me, it's foul because I'm bald and it looks <laughs> stupid. But I'm also, I think some people pull the look off, but overall, I'm gonna say foul. I am not a fan of the visors whether you look good in it or not. So I've got a pretty decent, you know, got a pretty decent uh, do, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not bald by any means, but I think it's foul also. Uh, for me, I, I'd rather wear the whole ball cap, you know, like you're going to have some sort of hat head regardless. I don't think I need my hair out, you know, or whatever with a visor. I get it. Some people, it's a look, it's a thing. It, it's, it's what they like. For me, no, I wouldn't do it. I would rather have the whole cap. So we went to the Corpus Christi game last weekend. We walked by a table, and I guess it's because it was a Memorial Day weekend, and they had some uh, uh, veterans, some kind of veterans logo, and they were just, here you go, sir. And they gave me a visor, and I put it on because (laughs) it was so windy, it kept blowing my hat off. And when they gave me the visor, I mean, you know, I, I didn't have a hat on all day, but I was kept squinting my eyes. And then when they gave me the visor, I put it on and I was like, okay, it's the, 
it's the hat that's keeping me from squinting my eyes because it keeps the sun out. But uh, yeah, not a good luck on me, buddy. It's like a visor on a boiled egg. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure I could pull it off. I just, I don't, I don't prefer it if it's up to me. Yeah. Here's another thing I thought of that is totally, no, I guess it's not different because we're talking about hats. But I like to wear the on the field hats, the ones they wear on the field. You look inside the hat, it says official on the field hat. And I don't know why people call them flat bills. They're not flat bills. Just because you have a hillbilly bend in yours doesn't mean <laughs> that the flat, the bills are flat. It's, I'm wearing the same hat. It's a baseball hat, and I'm wearing the same hat that the baseball players wear in games. Quit calling it a flat bill. It's a real true baseball hat, not, well, a, truck, not a truck driver hat. It's a real hat. Don't call believe- it a flat bill. It's a real hat. <laughs> I believe the reason they call it that is because it starts out flat before you shape it. But even ball players, they shape their hats. Whereas you get something that's already got, you know, with the snapback or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you can get a snapback with a flat bill on it if you wanted it that way. Yeah. But Char- most of the Charlie time, Morton didn't have a flat bill. He he shaped that big time. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, some people they just they buy the hat and they put it straight on their head. They don't, they don't do anything, they don't shape it. Most people that wear, you know, like you said, the on-field stuff or the authentic stuff, you're going to shape that thing. You're going to you're going to give it a little a little curve to it, depending on you know who you are. I'm sure there's some people that wear it flat, but I, I'm the same way. I, I wear those hats too, primarily. And uh, the only thing that sucks is when you switch sports. Seven and eighth is not seven and eighth from sport to sport to sport. Hmm. I only like new era. Okay. The the, the the major league baseball hats are the only ones that fit for me that I like. I mean, like the perfect fit, like I'm a big OU fan, but I don't have OU hats because none, they all suck. <laughs> the ones I have, the base, the Astros hats, they fit perfect and I'm just sticking with it. And uh, anyway, yeah, but I, I've been mine a little bit, but not a lot. You, I mean, if you see me in pictures, folks, you see, I don't bend it a lot, but it's also not super flat, but it's, it's a real hat. It's not a flat bill. I don't know why I'm talking like a president. Sounds like uh, somebody rubbed you the wrong way once or twice over your hat. I think they did. And I'm just now letting it out. <laughs> All right. So just some notes here. This is uh, episode number 598. And I'm going to try my best to find something special to do on ep- episode 600. Episode 500, my guest was Dan Pastorini. Wow. Did you know that? I did not. I don't know how you topped that. I don't either. Who do I get to top Dan Pastorini? Joe I Montana? Know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm running out of time. I know that. Because <laughs> we'll do another episode covering Seattle. And then I have to do it after that. Because I can't. we can't cover Miami and have that be episode 600. So we'll see True. what happens. See what happens. I don't know who to get, but let me tell you this before we go. I got all my, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter and I think maybe the guys on Twitter are young, but I think maybe now I agree with them, but I was trying to see who was my most epic guest I've ever had. And I made like a tournament bracket of 32 guests. I'm talking epic guys. And you know who won? Wasn't it Blummer? Blummer. Yeah. I had him as the five seed. He's an epic guest. 
I, I didn't realize that. And then I thought about it. He has a game-winning home run in the, in the World Series. He played 15 years. I mean, I guess everybody's right. Julia Morales was second. She's an epic guest, too. Well, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with either of those. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I thought Sean Barry would finish higher and Bill Brown and pretty epic guest, but Blum won. And I was, I'd like to try to get him, but his mailbox is closed. So that ain't happening. All right, buddy, you got any uh, final thoughts? Because we don't have now you know, because I don't think we didn't know anything last week. (laughs) No, no, the Astros did really good on the road. Ready for them to come home, see if I can't catch them at a game here soon, and hope they keep on cooking. You know, they're doing great things right now. I may be there Sunday. So be on the lookout. All right, guys, for Tom, I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.